we are born entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. We want to offer up something. Mm-hmm. We want to be a, a active member of this society and not just of our family. In our past history of education and such and growth has kind of squashed that and not allowed yeah. and not believed that our six-year-olds are darn smart. Our three-year-olds are beyond. And then we put yeah. them in boxes and tell them what to read instead of asking them what turns you on what interests Mm. you so that's all i care about i just want the one interest the one aspect and we'll take that to the bank hello saltwater high double d coming at you from ojai california i hope everyone's having a fantastic day today I'm excited to bring Laurel Love onto the podcast. And she's coming at us from Hawaii once again, where she talks about her project called the New Earth Trade School that blends food, yoga, and music together. And of course, surfing whenever they can. And we talk about really what it's like to teach kids and youth about entrepreneurial some kind of entrepreneurial lifestyle that is connected to abundance and health. I really love this talk and I feel like this is something that um, a lot of our youth need today. They need some alternatives to mainstream education or at least a supplement to mainstream education. And I'm excited to bring you Laurel Love to Saltwater High. Please enjoy the podcast. Saltwater High Podcast. Welcome Laurel White to the podcast. How are you, Laurel? Aloha. Yeah. Sending love from Maui. Awesome. I'll take that. I'll take love from anywhere. Yeah. Thank you for that. How are you today? Oh, today is a great day. The sun is shining. There's rainbows and there's sprinkling. It's kind of like every day here. (laughs) Awesome. What, What part of Maui are you on? Uh, north east shore so ho'okipa is my oh, beach yeah, and my okay. wave awesome yeah You've we'll been? talk more about that later i have been I, I lived in lahaina for a while um mm. it's been it's been a while since i've lived there well it's been quite a while but i did spend um one of my best friends growing up he moved to maui he still lives there and it was like right or at like after college, I think. And I was like, oh, I'm going to move to Maui and, you know, mm-hmm. hang out with my friend Eric and um, live the life that he's living. And I it, I could only do it for a couple months. And I was, uh, I didn't last. Yeah, it wasn't for me. I, lo- I absolutely loved it. I just, um, I got a little island fever. Um, so, yeah it's i went back and went to graduate school so that was my journey and he's actually still there and has had a fantastic life and so it's just amazing how we all have different journeys you know and no journey is um better than the other as long as you're following your heart i think and just the way it is yeah well what you said is so interesting because it will be exactly why we have created the new earth trade program or school uh, you said you went to grad school well he went to grad school in a different way didn't he absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah there are different approaches yeah yeah and i love all of the kind of the vision around what you're creating but before we get into that i just wanted to hear a little bit about you know your background and um, how you came to to move to Maui. I saw you were in Mexico recently too. So it looks like you kind of get around a little bit. So yeah, just a little bit about yourself and how you how you ended up on in this incarnation and in this form. Yeah. Great questions. Thank you for asking. Well, I uh, <laughs> what comes to mind right now is at age three, <laughs> I received awesome. an, e- an easy bake oven for Christmas. Aha. Wow. And I was off and running and I didn't know it, how much food and nutrition was going to be a part of my life much later after making or baking with a light bulb, water and wheat mixed together. 
I remember those things. Those things are awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's dating ourselves now. (laughs) That's okay. Forever young. That's where I kind of come back around full circle to what I have loved getting involved with in the last years um, here on Maui. And I've been here 22 years. I took a hiatus to Mexico because the two, my two favorite places, I'm part Hawaiian and I'm actually part Mexican, but I look like the German that married into the mix. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to the club. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have water woman in my jeans on my daddy's side and I couldn't help myself. And I didn't realize it till much later because I was almost an only child and my mother was. And so didn't Mm. share a lot of info until I moved to Hawaii and I started researching my, where my DNA, where I came from. And so that pushed me into windsurfing world and the early days it was invented where I was growing up in Pacific Palisades and right down the street. And if I had found that and really gotten into it, I never would have gone to college. (laughs) I Mm. waited until after. But that was my first business in life, and I just love being outdoors. And then I started um, moving into the yoga world years later. I was living in Australia and Mm. found that I actually couldn't get out of a chair one day because of my health issues, which I didn't realize I had. And I was a pro on the windsurfing circuit at the time, and I was training hard, and so it didn't make any sense. And huh. I figured out and found out that the thyroid had died, and it was it skipped a generation, which it, these things tend to do. And my mother finally told me, oh, yes, your mother's or my mother's didn't work, which would have been my grandmother. I never got to meet mm. her. And so uh, it took me on a journey. Of cleansing and detox, and excuse me, and learning what is the thyroid, what does it do, how does it get impacted, and why did it get impacted when I was living what I thought was a really healthy life? Ah, but the food, I just ate anything. Mm. (laughs) And I didn't really consider, and I wasn't really much of a meat eater. Once in a while, I might have a hamburger on the, what I always like to do when, uh, that time of the month came along. <laughs> yeah. So I started putting two and two together. I love to learn. I'm really curious. My little inner mm. child is still alive and in wonder and curious. And, yeah. Um, so I started in Australia finding out that kelp wasn't even allowed in America. They was like on an FDA list of no go, which was the one thing that was going to be saving the thyroid naturally. So I did started doing some really incredible cleansing and um, started to fix it. And then I was introduced to the Bikram Yoga. It's one of the first teachers in the world of that style, which saved my life. I did it every wow. day. <laughs> I mean, for a, yeah. a decade. I never even missed a day. But I put two and two together with the nutrition and the cleansing. And that's how I ended up writing a book and just learning stuff on my own. I did my own graduate mm. school by studying other people's stuff. I went to raw food school. I did other kinds of food things, studied with people that I thought were the pros in the world versus going to a, an all, you know, like a master's degree in something. Yeah. So that has led me to where I'm at today. Awesome. Just to kind of clarify what, what, what is the thyroid and what does it do? (laughs) It's okay. Very good. Thank you. I love talking about it. And after building five yoga studios on a couple continents and learning about people who came to each class and listening to a bit of their story, I I figured out almost every woman I ever met had a thyroid dysfunction. And that started getting me to really look at, well, okay, what's going on in the world? So Mm. pesticides and chemicals and pollution blast the body first Well, so the thyroid is the smallest gland in the body and Hmm. the pollution and pesticides and chemicals affect it the most in our bodies. So that's, Hmm. it's a sign of the times, 50 years of full on degradation of our, you know, with pollution. And now we're showing signs of thyroid is barely, it's just limping along. So, um, 
And that's when I put two and two together. And then I started seeing men have a higher incidence and we never even saw men having a thyroid dysfunction. Mm. So that says something to me. Well, we're all human and we're all drinking the same water, more or less, and and breathing the same air. And mm. so it made it seem like it was, okay, a worldwide problem. And then when I started researching naturopathic doctors and what they were saying about it, they were saying that the testing for thyroid dysfunction is outdated, so it doesn't really give you the accurate picture. So that's why I started doing my own types of detox cleansing retreats to activate the thyroid. So just eat a whole lot of seaweed and you'll be right. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, sometimes I eat seaweed without wanting to when I'm surfing, so I'll just I'll, I'll search it out now. So where is the thyroid exactly? Is it in the... Well, interestingly, it's also very interesting. It's right here in the throat area. Okay. And it's like the conductor of all the systems in the body. So if you shoot the conductor, your symphony sounds terrible. (laughs) Right? Don't shoot the conductor. (laughs) Yeah. And so what's also interesting, as a yoga teacher, I started looking at the spiritual and etheric side of things and recognized that it's also the speech box. It's our voice. Mm. And mm. women were being inundated first and foremost, and women's voices have been squashed, for lack of yeah. better words. And yeah. are now we are recognizing that they are awakening. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how that affects the thyroid as well. Right. Uh, a reimagining of the thyroid. I love it. It's so a how, butterfly. How, yeah, would you say it's in the throat chakra area, pretty it's much? It's the right? throat area, yeah. throat chakra area, yeah. yes. And yeah. it's a li- very little gland that does am- amazing amounts of things. Oh. Yes. So when it goes haywire or it goes dormant or when it's not functioning, what are the what happens? Like what, what are the effects on, on the body? Almost everything because... Huh. Like going back to the symphony um, analogy, if you get rid of the bass and you get rid of the violin and <laughs> you get rid of half the instruments, it's just yeah. going to be a, sounding awful. So the mm. body doesn't work right. It's, it's lethargic. For me, I couldn't get out of a chair when I was you know, working training as an athlete. And um, you don't sleep as well. You start to have maybe some a lot of gut issues actually so Hmm. uh, a lot of women display uh, candida type symptoms the bacteria growth um, because it is the ruler of all the systems all the systems start to go a little slower a little haywire depending on how Hmm. long and how bad the thyroid has been hit and that's interesting that iodine is what really activates it and seaweed <laughs> and kelp. Oh, <laughs> so that's great. When when I work with people as with clients, uh, it's the first thing I put them on, and I don't even ask them if they have an issue. I just reckon everybody has it somehow. We just after yeah. all these years of studying and seeing, I, I see patterns. I just um, people say, "Well, aren't, aren't I unique if I'm going to do a cleanse with you?" I said, "Well, yes, you're very unique, <laughs> but I'm going to start you on what I put." you know, the five things I do with everybody because we've all been inundated for so long mm. by our environment. Yeah. And what type of seaweed or supplement do you recommend for people that want to boost their thyroid health? Uh, the ones you can find at the health food store. Kelp okay. is good. I prefer the less seaweedy smelling tasting type. So I go with dulse. Yep. And I put dulse, uh, not the little flakes. So when you buy food, um, you want to get it in its most whole state where it's not been desiccated or uh, chopped up or made into fine bits. You want to get the most whole dulse leaves before they chop it up into little bits because that that makes it rife for more mycotoxins or bacteria or things to in the manufacturing process. Um, So that's why it's safer to go with whole. Okay. So I know, like, I don't know if you guys have Trader Joe's in, um, in Hawaii, but like here they sell little seaweed snacks, actually. I'm just wondering if those are 
probably they're okay. They're they're like little sheets, right? Yes. I mean, it really looks like seaweed, but it's flavored. It's probably better than nothing, I guess. Um, well, you said it. That's exactly right. It's yeah. better than uh, a mac mac and cheese or something. However, yeah. um, I advise and invite everybody to look at the ingredients list because marketing yeah. in the food industry is really huge in advertising. They'll jump on the bandwagon when we say, we want to go vegan. Okay, this is vegan, but it has pig stuff and sugar and blah, 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 and other stuff in it. Yeah. So um, that snack has sugar in it, and I avoid sugar like the plague, and I teach mm. kids how to spell it, P-O-I-S-O-N. <laughs> Poison. Nice. <laughs> Just to get them to listen up and you know, yeah. go do their own That's research. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So I I was half halfway joking. Sometimes I actually do chew on seaweed when I'm in the water. Is it? Would you? Is there any harm in doing that? Or um... only what uh, depends on what coastlines. I've kind of studied the coastlines and the waters and mm. the currents in the world and the oceans because they get around, and you know we are one yeah. drop, and basically we're all one. So the for instance, we pioneered seawater cleansing, putting seawater up your bum in colonic therapy to heal someone's gut. And right. we quit doing that when Fukushima happened. So that's a biggie. Uh, right. However, yeah. I, you know, we're still living, eating, breathing, and um, we're still going in the ocean, even though it's acidifying, it's definitely different. The place where you get your seaweed, probably the safest place is Alaska, or not, a, well, um, the northeast shore. Okay. Tends to be less weird currents coming from below versus, but the other aspect that, of that is, um, for instance, the California coast, don't you go to out there? Uh, yeah, backyard, yeah, so, right? yeah. And there are yeah. some seaweed, um, I don't know, forests, I guess they are, just like where I surf. So there's quite a bit of seaweed around usually. Um, and I know, and I know it's just coming up off of the, you know, the California floor. If you're, um, it is, you're yeah, right. I don't know. And I actually pick up seaweed on the, on the beaches here. I used to, and now we're not getting it as much. Um, huh. and it's better than nothing. And you can also transmute. We are powerful beings, whatever yeah. you're putting into your body. I actually mm. pray and state something very specific over every bit of food that I put in my mouth because it's going into yeah. my temple that I want to have still move and operate for me well mm. at its highest functioning peak. The um, But the seaweed thing, it, just look at where you're getting it and um, know that it's a better food than most. Yeah, I love that. I feel like this is the seaweed episode, but it's, you know, as surfers, <laughs> I mean, we're usually like seaweed's a big thing. And there's something that I learned a couple of years ago. So I'm a, veg I'm a long time vegetarian and um, you know, there's this whole thing about fish oil, right? You know, fish oil is good for you, fish oils. But what people don't realize is the, the, the fish or the goodness of the fish oil actually comes from the fish eating seaweed. So if you skip the fish oil and you go straight to the seaweed supplement you're actually getting a pure form of the goodness of, of what, you know, that actual supplement does for you. So I just love that. Right. Because everyone talks about fish oil, but it's actually the seaweed. It's the magic is the magic. Very you know? good. Seaweed magic. Yeah. I love it. And it's actually the yeah. origin. We want to look at where food came from. And what I wanted to say, I just remembered around seaweed, the newest, freshest seaweed, like baby seaweed, if you could tell the difference, like the old yeah. kelp forests that have been sitting there sucking up stuff forever. Don't chew it off of that. Chew off the little finer pieces that are probably not as old. Yeah. And then so also a parallel to that around food and soils and our plants. If it's not in the soil, the minerals and the vitamins, the roots cannot bring it up into the plant, even though... We're mm. buying organic broccoli at the store, but it was grown in dead soil. So we're actually depleted. Most people, most bodies are depleted of the vitamins and minerals that we're needing. And so I don't necessarily agree with 
tons of supplements going in either because of yeah. the combination that the body really requires how it was made originally in the right combination so i i just make sure i get this one blast of mineral greens that has everything you name it a to z in my body every yeah. day it's just a green really high power green powder awesome yeah i love that i i agree with that too um, yeah, cool. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about your beautiful project, which um, I've been reading about. And you, thank you for all of the great information you gave us. And we'll post all of that on, on the blog post of the, um, of the podcast. So people will have access to that great information too. And what I really love, so New Earth Trade School is the idea and the three pillars or foci, which you mentioned were food, yoga, and music. So let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, because those are two wonderful things or three wonderful things, um, the three yes. great pillars. Yeah. I realized when uh, the information and the idea came about, I lived in Australia for about 10 years. I was married to a surfer. And uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he, and it's interesting too because the beach where he grew up is also where the statue of Duke Kahanamoku sits, where he introduced surfing to Australia. Wow. Which my father got to surf with Duke because he was born in Oahu and he was only six years old back then. And um, that's wow. just what I learned a long time ago. And I thought, wow, what a quinky dinky that is. So yeah. in, in Australia, they have a school system that's not just, we think of trades here as being an electrician, a plumber, et cetera, but they have a whole school system that they call the trade school that you can study anything from food to plumbing, to house building, to fashion design, et cetera. And I thought, and so those programs are only months long. They're shorter, they're more succinct, they're more mm. direct. They get you out in the world fast to be able to offer up what you're learning, your gifts to the mm. world, to the, your community. And I thought, boy, does the new earth need that now? We don't need yeah. kids to go to school for eight years and then come out looking for a job and having owing a hundred grand to somebody. <laughs> mm. yeah, you know, that works that. for some, that works for some. But we have all been programmed so much that everyone tries to jump on that bandwagon and I'm offering up a different wagon. And so um, when it comes to food, it's what we do more times in a day than anything mm. else except sex. Oh, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if only, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then food goes into what? It goes into our body. And what does yoga mm. do? It has a whole realm of eight limbs. It has the body. It has anatomy. It has muscles and the whole nine yards there. So I thought, well, okay, we can learn about almost the whole world with just food and yoga because it's movement and breath and lungs. And where's the gut? Oh, mm. what's going into the 22 feet of intestines and why are they 22 feet long versus a, like a meat eater is only six inches long because the meat's in and mm. out doesn't get time to putrefy and so truly really mm. if you look at that comparison and look at nature and we help this is part of it we offer up to the kids a way to look at nature and to use their own logical thinking and critical thinking well gee okay when i make that comparison then if our our intestines, our small intestines are 22 feet long. Jeez, um, maybe we should be herbivores mm. and just eating plant material. And my yoga teacher, who was an amazing woman, taught me that one. And I, I've considered it ever since. Why would we have 22 feet long? Anyway, so then we have this third sister who lives on Maui, and she is a... I still can't describe her well enough. She's a sound healer. She uses mm. crystal bowls. She has some very specialized ones and she uses the hand pan. And every time she plays them, it's not her. It is like the mm. angels of heaven are coming through and 
So we, we believe that music and sound is the most beautiful way to get into every cell of our body because it permeates, you know, you're listening to a song on the radio and it makes you cry or it yeah. makes you laugh. It's powerful. Yeah, and so sure. she plays the love frequency, five tw uh, 528 hertz, I believe. Okay, sorry if I got that wrong. Anyway, yeah, sounds good. we can't have enough of that. So while we're studying, we are getting this energy and it might be piped through in the background or something mm. so that uh, we're much more open and curious from our own soul. It really mm. puts us into alignment with our own soul. So that's my real reason for doing this. My reason for breathing is to get these, whoever shows up could be the inner child of an adult or it mm. could be a youth or a six year old to want to learn more about what they're curious about. And typically that will be in alignment with what their true gift and soul's purpose is. Mm. And I believe we need a whole lot more of that right now. And that's what I'm calling for the new earth, um, how we can be living in alignment with that. When we give of our gift to the world, like you are, mm. that's easy. It's fun. It's confidence building. And then the world receives that and yeah. it's um and you don't have to compare yourself to anyone you are who you are giving uh of that so when we talk about food how many kids you know when was the last time you saw a lemonade stand on the side of the road <laughs> yeah sometimes i, I see them actually yeah I, yeah i've been seeing a spate of them here more and more mm. and so what does that tell us we are born entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. We want to offer up something. We mm -hmm. want to be a, a active member of this society and not just of our family. In our past history of education and such and growth has kind of squashed that and not allowed yeah. and not believed that our six-year-olds are darn smart. Our three-year-olds are beyond. <laughs> and then we put yeah. them in boxes and tell them what to read instead of asking them what turns you on what interests mm. you so that's all i care about i just want the one interest the one aspect and we'll take that to the bank nice i love that i think <laughs> though all of humanity needs that and yeah so how what is the how does this manifest like are you do you have a space where you invite people to come in or can people you know ping you on Instagram and be and say, Hey, I have a kid. I want to drop off. I mean, how, how does it kind of manifest in the world? This, this idea? Well, thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, it's fairly new. So right now uh, we meet online and we're keeping it really simple. So for mm. me, I'm pretty it. much the foodie. I'm just going to be teaching how to sprout and mm. every kid there'll be some things that you might want to organize before we show up online every kid's used to zooming now so let's just yeah. gonna keep zooming for a little bit until we have a plan to roll it out in other places where the kids will actually teach it so i'm all about kids teaching um, and that. listening and co-creating we spark mm. off each other we might yeah. not have a thought i mean if we're the only people in the world. If I was the only person here, I wouldn't have anything to spark off of. So right mm. now you and I are sparking off each other and we come mm. up with new thoughts. And I'm really into that because that's, I think, where the world's going to find some awesome solutions for healing the planet, healing the oceans. The kids are really into it. You can see it here in Hawaii because every kid pretty much goes to the ocean and or is in the dirt <laughs> and that's all mm. we've got <laughs> a mountain coming out of the ocean <laughs> yeah those are two good things yeah that's great i love that idea um i was reading through your your virtues and yeah i just wanted to talk about them because i it's such a great stack <laughs> of of um calm intentions or virtues so do you 
were these all inspired by the Hawaiian definition or, or word, or just, just kind of, how did you come up with the list? Um, and I have it right in front of me. It's, we can kind of go through it if you'd like, but uh, yeah, it's, it's such a, uh, it's such a beautiful um, foundation, I think for anything actually. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. asking. Yes. Um, when that, got clear to me um it's what they teach every hawaiian in any immersion school here or king command schools it's how our ancient hawaiians lived it's in all of our hawaiian language um so when and i just love languages (laughs) and i'm part hawaiian i'm definitely been i'm going to be learning a whole lot more now it's going to be my kuleana and kuleana is my responsibility And aloha has so many meetings and Mm. it's love. Just, I'm going to stick to that one. Love. Um, To me, that's the highest vibration on the planet, the highest um, possible place we can come to in our own selves. And when we're teaching how ancient wisdom, we're teaching compassion and harmony and modesty and balance in all things and humility, Humility is huge here in Hawaii. Um, you'll you'll get it when you're really hanging out with the the truest Hawaiians that are left on the planet. Um, it just I can't. It, it seems like these are the values that have actually kind of gone away and been hidden, and it's time for them mm. to rise up and be in the front. <laughs> yeah, but let's bring them out. Yeah. yeah, and so these are taught actually now these these values and or virtues in in the schools. Yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, I can't think of one that is taught in American, like you know, mainstream America. I mean, really. In fact, if you look at the list, right? So responsibility, love, harmony in all things, group work approach, modesty, pleasantness, humility, and patience. Maybe patience is taught, but not really, you know, I mean, one out of, you know, eight. Um, Yeah, it's there's so many things I I was fortunate to I just sat in a circle with um, a medicine circle and met a friend who's Hawaiian, Tim, his name's Tim, Tim, if you're listening, love you, brother. And as soon as I saw the guy, like I fell in love with him, you know, he was just like the, the quintessential Hawaiian, you know, just like full of masculine energy, but also full of aloha, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, when I met him and he reminded me, uh, he really reminded me of a lot of these values, you know, without even knowing. Right. And now that I read through them, I'm like, oh, you know, so much of that I know is him and he comes from a big family in Hawaii and, you know, um, yeah. So uh, there's something I think that the traditional Hawaiian language or, or what would you call it? Um, value structure has a lot to teach the world. And, uh, you know, I, I would love to see more of this out there, if you will. Um, Absolutely. The kids you know, are going as, to teach it. Yeah. I mean, as surfers, we get a little bit of it, you know, we, if we go to Hawaii or if we know Hawaiian surfers, but other than that, I, you know, I don't think mainstream America gets much uh, influence from the Hawaiian culture, you know, unless they like, you know, go on Hawaii vacation, but even that they're probably, (laughs) they're in some hotel, you know, on, you know, um, so I don't know. It, I'm, it really impacted me when I saw this list and I thought, wow, I have to, spend more time kind of, you know, investigating the the traditional Hawaiian values and language. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. That yeah. was a big part of when the monarchy was taken down, we lost that. And that's how long it's been. And so we are now teaching how to malama the aina, that is to protect the mm. earth here. And the kids get it and they love learning that, you know, it because it aligns with our true soul of who we really are as humans. And because that feels good, 
they're going to want to do it more and learn more about it um, yeah. being humble and um, and doing what's right um, when we yeah. have different examples like you say in mainstream America it's um, those are different examples <laughs> we're trying yeah. to instill some new examples which are very ancient yeah and is there you know um, you know obviously there are probably multiple, uh, ideologies circling around the island, right? It's not just kind of the traditional ideologies, but do do some of the traditional virtues um, do do they conflict with you know maybe some of the other virtual s- signals that are coming from you know like chasing the American dream and you know getting the big car and the big house and having money? I'm just wondering how like how are the Hawaiians or how is the Hawaiian culture kind of holding on to what is really a, you know, goes, flies in the face of what most America is about. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just, yeah, just wondering how, how you see that. Well, I have seen that in action and it's like the elders, they went underground. They, it was almost hard to exist in the world that was taken away from here and created by the white people, basically. Even yeah. though us white people, we married into some of those families like my ancestors did. And so now we're a combination. And that's what I'm seeing is a resurgence of, okay, let's not keep it underground. The world needs us. And the world mm. needs this now. Um, it needs it yesterday. <laughs> but um, it's definitely having a resurgence. And the, the Pride, even though I don't really like the word pride, is is there, is coming back. It's more about a self-confidence, actually, that we're okay and we've always been okay. And um, what we, how we live our lives, our values and our virtues are really okay. And it's what we want to teach our children and our children's children. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I read another phrase that I really loved. Um, you said thriving is abundance. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about that. Well, um, when you look at how long we've been uh, inundated by a certain model of education, model of working, model of business, it's not about thriving. It's about surviving. In Mm. my book, Um, people are Fat, sick, and nearly dead. One of my favorite sayings of a <laughs> an Australian who was exactly that. And it's very Aussie, isn't it? They're very blunt. And yeah. uh, he went on a cleanse and just changed his life and started yeah. and wrote the book, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. So why am I saying that? Wow. <laughs> oh, the, thriving and abundance, yeah. Yeah, um, people were starting to wake up in the last couple of decades that, gee, you know, this doesn't feel so good. Why am I following what everyone says to do um, when it doesn't actually feel good inside my body or my mind? Mm. And here we have an opioid opioid crisis and more people, you know, there was a point where there were more suicides and depression happening than ever. And all that says to me is that we're not in alignment with our true yeah. soul's purpose and mm. what's going to get us there. And that's a big reason why I've created this program and this so-called school, even though I don't really like the word school anymore because I consider the, the short people my teachers. <laughs> mm. And uh, the adults are the tall people that I've kind of, I still help do cleansing things with, but um, it's the kids I want to play with and learn from yeah. them. They have the answers. They really do. We just, there's a need to spark it out of them and put them in the right environment with the right values and virtues and the right food and air and water. And, um, they'll be thriving. Yeah. I love that. So you, you seem to be a big proponent of cleansing, which I think is awesome. What if somebody's listening and, you know, is maybe interested in first steps towards doing a cleanse, what would you recommend? Yes, I have definitely been cleansing, starting with myself, which 
I got my thyroid back because of it. And then a lot of um, moving in the neck area, yoga poses actually activates mm -hmm. it. So like if you were to okay. take your hand and pump your thyroid with your hand, if you were, could get in there and do that, yoga poses do that. So yeah. whenever you're doing a back bend and to a forward bend, that, I love that. also activates it. Yeah. So for most people, I just started two different people on cleanses, but one needs to do it very slowly. Another is ready to do it medium fast. And the, <laughs> I used to just do it where people show up and they don't eat for a week. <laughs> and But I would give you all the nutrition uh, in juices and coconut water and daily colonic therapy because the headaches come from the body wanting to let go of stuff when you are cleansing. Yeah. And the bottom line is you cannot cleanse if, you're di if your digestive process is in action. So if you're not eating, the body can heal itself, number one. It's yeah. a self-healing, amazing thing, this body. I am so enthralled with it. It's just fascinating. So the first thing I would say is just take Mondays and... Put on that song, I hate Mondays, why what's his name? <laughs> and don't eat a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just twenty-four hours, no food. Yeah. I used to do I it's a form of intermittent fasting. Um, the other way to start cleansing is to eliminate all the things that you know that don't help, which are sugar and uh, meat and alcohol and tobacco and caffeine. Just to pick a list of things and just don't do them for a week and see what, how you feel. Um, keeping it really simple. My first cleanse was the master cleanser. And I didn't know anything about it. And I thought the master blaster. I did that one. <laughs> oh my God. And I, I yeah. was terrible. I lasted two days. I was in Australia. Yeah. I thought, no way we can't not eat for three days. No yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't wait to not eat. It's just, I yeah. love very little eating because now the food that we create is really highly nutritious. So dense nutrition is key. You don't need to eat nearly as much. And in one bite, you can get just a tremendous amount of nutrition. And as an athlete, which I still am really out there moving around like you, um, yeah. surfing and paddling and whatnot, it, um, it makes the difference. So um, what kind of food we put in is really pretty key. Yeah. I love that. Keep it simple. I just, I just did a two day fast uh, about two weeks ago and I, I had so much energy on the third day and you know, yeah, it's, it's hard, you know, and so I drink coffee, so I didn't drink any coffee, you know, so I had some slight withdrawals and, but you know what? It's okay. It means your body, if you're, if you're feeling, you know, uncomfortable, or if you're feeling, if you have a headache or whatever, it, the body's doing its magic. So, you know, um, you're going to feel those things and I, you probably should feel those things. So, but I'm telling you, it, it's amazing. I, I love the idea of picking one day, you know, maybe it's whatever, once a week, every other week, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable with, you know, um, and just trying it, you know, and I, there's, I have a lot of friends that are doing the intermittent fasting now, which is good, but I think oh, 24 hours off of any, you know, anything is probably has really great benefits. So yeah, that's great advice. I love what that. did you, what did you put in your body for those two days? I didn't put anything. I just drank water. Just I, water. I was just, just water. I was, I was just, uh, yeah, I've done the master blaster. Ma yeah. Master Ooh. blasting. A couple of times I have, I had a phase where I was doing it quite a bit and, um, I, now I'm like once a quarter, I want to do something, you know, I want to do like a three day or a two day, you know, just make an intentional and make it really like, um, part of my life cycle in a way, you know, I highly um, recommend, uh, doing it quarterly because we are so surrounded by in our air, our water and our food no matter how healthy uh, we try to keep our approach, we're still getting it in. And it's the accumulation of toxins that actually hurts mm. us more than if we were just to have a whole lot of one bad something. So right. that accumulation is really important. And it takes three days to empty the uh, large intestine. So 
yeah. minimum three days. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's awesome. However, and, you know, just if, if anybody's thinking about doing it, realize if you do a two day fast, you know, it's really more like a four, you know, you have to come out really slowly. Like you can't just go and, um, I mean, you know, this, you're, you're an expert in it, but if anybody's listening going, Oh, I'm just going to eat whatever I want on the third day. It's not like that. Right. It, you should give yourself a couple of days, probably on each side of the, you know, fast to go into it and to come out of it. Um, so very important. Yeah. And thank you for that. That's very, that's an important caveat. In fact, that's where most people screw up and it's actually where they hurt their body the most is coming yeah. off of a cleanse. So just yeah. have a raw salad for a day, um, some miso soup, uh, something that's easy to digest, um, for the next 24 hours to come off a fast and same for yeah. coming into it. You're right. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I have a couple of, um, kind of questions I like to ask everyone. Um, what was your first surfboard? Do you remember it? I remember that I was given, actually I bought a used board and I immediately broke it in two pieces on a, in a wow. huge set and I've ended up using it like a boogie board. And then I kept going back out I was supposed to get back up on the, on the wave. Right. Right. First real board was given to me by my um, favorite surfboard shaper here, uh, Jeff Timponi. And he had kind of gained a little weight, so it wasn't really working for him anymore. So (laughs) I got his eight foot with a pointed nose so that I could do. And it was a bit of a, yes, it wasn't just a flat nose. I don't even know how to describe it. I'm still trying to figure out. A little rocker in it. Yeah. Thank you, rocker. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I could almost duck dive it, but it was kind of wide and it was a little floaty, so I could ride anything with it. So I love awesome. that board. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for I, a I, new one. <laughs> I, I love hearing those stories, you know, because like everyone now, usually not everyone, but most people get like a wave storm or something when they're learning. And they're long and, you know, they're soft. I mean, totally opposite from, you know, I think I learned on like a five, nine, you know, ski, way too skinny for me. You know, I should have been on a much bigger board. But um, so those of you that are learning now really have it made <laughs> compared to back well, in the I, day. Well, you know what they're doing for the kids now here? Um, you can learn two sports at once because stand-up paddleboarding was invented here and kiteboarding and kite sailing yeah. and now wing foiling. And So you put your kid on a stand-up, you put them in the waves, you are surfing and you are stand-up paddling all at the same <laughs> nice. time. And that's how you <laughs> can avoid one. all the years of paddling that I know I, I did. <laughs> yeah. Your paddling's good for you. Paddling's oh, very. You. Yes. Yeah. feels good. So, uh, do you, if you had to pick one wave that you remember, um, as kind of one of your best waves, what, what would it have been? Well, Malibu comes to mind. I Mm. didn't really get the long right that I really love. Um, I sat there and stared at it forever, not knowing I was (laughs) going to become a surfer. (laughs) I was a windsurfer at the time. Yeah. But I, you know, there was one. It was actually recently, um, and it must have been, oh, right, on the Lahaina side of Maui. It was summer, uh, nice. la- last winter, uh, Christmas. I was actually camping on the beach, and the waves were at night coming up under the car. But that's okay. I was four wheel drive. <laughs> yeah. And we had swell after swell during that Christmas week, New Year's. And it was just one long, perfect ride. And awesome. it was like New Year's or my birthday or something, which are basically yeah. the same day. <laughs> Great. Thanks for Great. asking. That's a good one. Thanks for yeah. remembering. <laughs> if you could go back and give your younger self advice, what would you, what would you, what kind of advice would you give your younger self? Follow your heart sooner and don't listen to the tall people. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love that. You know, listen to them about good things like virtues and values. But um, if it really goes against the grain of how I'm feeling and it makes me continuously over time feel worse and worse, then really ask oneself, um, you know, is that right for that body and that mind and that heart? Mm, Love that. 
Yeah, your intuition. I mean, this is something I'm still learning is how powerful intuition is and how often I, I haven't followed it in my life and it never turns out um, great when you go against your intuition. So that's definitely a superpower we all have access to that takes, you know, some cultivating. Um, so Thank I'm right you. there with you. Yeah, That is so true. And absolutely having a, a comeuppance and a rising back into reality of, I read it all the time, please just stop, listen and go within and ask, just ask. Mm. We yeah. haven't been taught to ask in mm. our normal lives. And so for my little child i would say <clears throat> ask what you're wanting yeah. what you and then that way the information comes from within instead of hmm. outside yeah great so where can people find you if they want to learn more about the um, new earth trade school and you maybe hit you up for some cleanse advice or um We'll have links to everything in the show notes. So if you're driving, listening to this, don't worry. We got it all. But just uh, if you wanted to point people somewhere. Um, I appreciate it. you have a website. Yeah. I do. And I'm thinking maybe what will stick in people's minds if they're driving to down 405 on their way to looking to the beach. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With seaweed in my, their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and their dog in the back seat is called seaweed. And yeah. My Instagram account is Maui yeah. Laurel. Awesome. So that might be easier to remember. And then yeah, that also one. has my website on there and my Facebook stuff. And we're going to have a whole new website soon anyway with a different name. And I am going by Laurel Love now because I just keep okay. embodying that aloha. And it, I love that. It made my name change a little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's That's beautiful. Actually, Great. It's been such a, yeah. Oh, you did. Wow. That's yeah. I awesome. couldn't believe Moral it. Love. I was sitting in Mexico and something said, go look this up and buy it. And it was Laurel. Wow. And that's a great, available. that's a great URL. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Derek. Yeah. Thank you. Everything. This has been wonderful. I hope we can do it again. Um, I'd love to talk again once you, you know, um, kind of, get some experience with the kids and some, you know, what's working and maybe get one of your sisters on here too. That would be fun. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Appreciate you so yeah. much. Thanks for listening to another episode of Saltwater High. Please take a moment and go leave us a review on your favorite podcast network. We'd really appreciate it, and it would help spread the stoke. Also, one last reminder, go to wavetribe.com for surf gear, surf travel articles, and lots of other stoke. See you guys. See you in the water. Peace out. <laughs>